This week on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast, we are discussing non-scale victories or NSVs for short. Let's change the focus on weight being the only measure of success and find other ways to celebrate your successes after weight loss surgery. Let's get started. Welcome to Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. I'm your host, Saraya Nikwan, a weight loss surgery dietitian, and I am excited that you're here today. This podcast is for anyone struggling with nutrition and weight years after bariatric surgery. You might be feeling confused, overwhelmed, and not quite sure what your body needs after that first year post-op. This is where I can help you. Join me every week where you'll leave supported and motivated to take the next step in your nutrition journey. Thank you for being here with me today. Now let's get started. Weight loss surgery can be a bit of a trap when you are always looking at the number on the scale. It can determine if you're having a quote-unquote good day or a quote-unquote bad day, which would then predetermine or predict your food choices for that day. I think despite focusing on the weight as it is a weight loss surgery procedure, we should start focusing on the health behaviors that we can control and outcomes that are also positive besides the actual weight that you have lost. If you've regained some of your weight, this can be also helpful to track outcomes that are not directly linked to your weight, as this might leave you disheartened. There are so many people that I've seen in that initial appointment preoperatively when I ask them, what's your motivation for weight loss surgery? And it's a question I try to ask everyone to really try to gauge what their goals and motivations are as to why they're having this procedure. It's a life-changing procedure. And you really want to understand why the person's doing it because it's not an easy decision to make. But in my experience over the last eight years, there's no one that really comes and says, yep, I want to be 60 kilos and this surgery is going to get me there. That's not what you see. You see people who have diabetes and they want to get rid of their diabetes or at least control their sugar levels better. You have people with blood pressure that is uncontrollable and they have to be on three or four medications. So they want to get off or at least reduce some of that medication so they're not having to take pills all the time. Or it might be to reduce cholesterol because it's just uncontrollable with medication. And, you know, I've tried the diet. It doesn't work. I need to lose weight, but it's really hard for me to lose weight and the medications aren't working for my cholesterol. There's so many different reasons. A lot of the time I see it as improving quality of life. So being able to be active and do things, especially when someone's got children or grandchildren, that tends to be a primary factor. And in reflection, it'd be middle-aged women or women that are planning a pregnancy, but they're nearing 40 and they're really struggling to fall pregnant and their weight might be directly impacting their ability to conceive. It's good to know that the health goals tend to be a priority for people that I see rather than the weight goals because you can't control the weight. And as I've mentioned in previous podcast episodes, you can't control the outcomes of where your weight's going to fall. So it's important to realize that you can't control that. And if we focus on these outcome measures or these victories that don't involve the scales, you'll have a more positive outlook and you'll be less negative in the way that the scales won't dictate your mood. In addition to this, I think also looking at these outcomes as ways that you can then control your health and eating behaviors, which would then have a direct impact on these outcomes that you're looking for. So it it helps you take ownership of what you need to do to improve your health. 
Similarly, it is also important to note that a lot of people after the surgery tend to fall in the quote-unquote overweight category of that BMI scale, and not a lot of people after the surgery, not in my practice, get to that quote-unquote healthy range or the healthy weight range unless they were a lower body weight to start off with prior to having the surgery. So I say that because the increase for chronic disease risk happens when we're in that obese category and not really so much in that quote-unquote overweight category. So it's important to realize that you can be overweight or carry a bit of extra fat and be healthy as long as you're doing all of the health and eating behaviors that do support your health and those behaviors that do reduce the risk of chronic diseases. So things like not eating as much red meat, trying to stay away from processed meats, eating enough fish or oily seafood each week, trying to get your fruits and vegetables in, trying to meet your dairy or meet your calcium requirements if you don't eat dairy. All of those things that are important to create a picture of overall health, they're things that you can focus on rather than focusing on, oh, what can I eat to lose weight? I thought it would be great to highlight some of the non-scale victories that I've seen in practice. And the most common that I've seen when we were all traveling was being able to sit in an airplane seat without having to ask for a seatbelt extender. That can be quite liberating. I've heard someone be able to surprise their doctors or multiple people surprise their doctors that the weight loss plus the change in diet had reduced certain inflammatory markers in the body, which then meant that that condition that they had was in a state of quote unquote remission. I've had people be able to stop taking their blood pressure or cholesterol medications. Some patients have stopped taking insulin to manage their type 2 diabetes. I've had a few people put their type 2 diabetes into remission. You'll never get rid of diabetes, but it can sort of be quiet in the background. I've had several patients have surgery with the sole purpose of falling pregnant, and this significantly improved their fertility. Then they went on to have a healthy baby on the other side. I've had people have a complete resolution of their reflux or heartburn. I've had one patient had the surgery to really resolve that reflux because it was uncontrollable with medications and it got to the point where her teeth had eroded. So having the surgery obviously helped from a dental hygiene point of view as well. I've had some people actually use the surgery as a great kickstart to start focusing on herself and start making it a priority in her life to focus on those health behaviors rather than always pushing her needs to the side. Having the surgery was a catalyst for change. There's been quite a few people who've been able to now run around or play with their children or their grandchildren and not tire of energy. They can get down on the floor they can get up. They don't feel like they're going to be a burden as they get older. So being physically active is really important, obviously, as we age, but being able to lose that extra weight has meant that these people are able to engage and participate in life rather than being on the sidelines. I've had a lot of women comment that they can buy clothes that fit them well, that look well, they can go to many different stores and don't just have to go to the quote-unquote plus-size stores to buy clothes. So that's quite liberating for these people. Um, having had a restricted wardrobe for quite some time. Uh, a lot of people can tie their own shoelaces now and they can do their own self-care needs rather than relying or asking others to do it for them. And no back pain, no knee pain, no ankle pain anymore because of the less pressure on the joints. 
And resolution of sleep apnea is also a big one where people don't need to wear their Darth Vader mask to sleep well anymore. And I've actually noticed that a lot of people report that they sleep a lot better after the surgery. So whether that's got more to do with the diet post-surgery versus what they were eating before, which is obviously variable depending on who you're talking to, but the, yeah, the sleep has improved. So there's a huge list there. There's more I could say on that, you know, better mental health, better outlook on life, more motivation to do things, going for the different job offers, feeling more valued at work as an employee, starting my own business. Now, these are some really great outcomes that can happen after the surgery, but I cannot promise you that these will happen to you if you haven't had your surgery yet. And I can't promise this to anyone, obviously, but these are situations where the number on the scale doesn't influence the ability for someone to come off their medications, for someone to stop using their sleep apnea mask. It does obviously influence it because weight does matter in this respect. However, these other health behaviors and you sticking to the health behaviors and eating plan will ultimately improve all of those markers. Your physical fitness will improve with exercise. All these little things will add up over time, but it's not necessarily, you know, if you've gained a kilo or two, that's not going to cause your blood pressure to come back straight away. It's a warning sign for you to take control. So I hope that makes sense. And my goal here is to let you know that we shouldn't measure success by the scales because you can't control them. You can control your health behaviors and your eating behaviors. This week, I'd encourage you to think about what are your non-scale victories? What matters to you? What outcome measures matter to you? And what would you define as success after the surgery that doesn't rely on what that number is on the scale? I think it's good to not always focus on the weight and focus on how you feel energy-wise, motivation-wise, mental health-wise, how your physical fitness in the gym or exercise is going. I think it's important to identify what your non-scale victories are and how can you go about and achieve them. As always, thank you for spending this time with me and I look forward to chatting with you next week. Thank you for joining me on Reverse the Post-Op Regain podcast. If you would like to learn more about what I do, head to at the Bariatric Collective on Instagram or Facebook or visit us online at www.thebariatriccollective.com.au. And reach out if you need support reversing weight regain or anything related to bariatric surgery. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, I'd love for you to take a moment to review the show if you found it helpful or share it with a few friends. I look forward to chatting with you next time.